0: Hi, and welcome back once again to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast, the place where women come to break free from binge eating so that they can release weight, have more energy, and free up time and mental energy to do what matters to them. And today I'm coming at you with another Facebook Live replay. So enjoy the episode. And if you'd like to join the conversation in real time and ask your questions on live in the future, then follow me at Rashawn Yates on Facebook and on Instagram. Without further ado, enjoy the episode. Hello, hello. So my bird is chirping, screeching really in the background, but I'm gonna go with it anyway because I felt like um, I should come on live because something's just been on my heart really, and today I'm gonna talk about why you should stop rejecting diet culture if you are suffering from binge eating and what to do instead. So if you are new to me, I am Rashawn Yates. If you're here, um, say hello. If you're catching the replay, hashtag replay in the comments. And I help women to break free from binge eating so that they can have peace and freedom with food for the rest of their lives and really you know take that time and energy that is spent constantly focused in managing food and put it in a place that's actually important to you you know whether that's showing up and serving your purpose um you know being present for your children and loved ones or doing something just doing something that actually matters Um, instead of spending so much time and energy focused on food. So, like I said, I'm going to be talking in this live about, you know, why rejecting diet culture is the wrong place to put your focus and where to put your focus and energy instead so that you can break free from binge eating and have peace and enjoy food for life. So... If you are like most who suffer from binge eating, especially if you've been suffering from binge eating like I did, when I really thought about it, I realized like, wow, I actually suffered from binge eating for uh, like 25 years because where it really started for me and I can, you know, look to when I was very young and see, you know, like the patterns already starting when I was really Noticing the impact that food had on my emotions, I can remember as far back as like seven, six years old. But really the pattern was there when I was around 11 or 12 years old, middle school aged. And so 25 years, you know, and if you're like me, you know, and mo- most people who've suffered for that length of time, you've probably tried one of two paths of solutions. So path one is you've probably tried to change your diet, find the perfect diet. You may have tried every diet under the sun. And I know I have, you know, you may have tried keto, you know, whole foods, um, tracking, you know, it's not really a diet, but you might've tried counting your calories as a way of controlling You're eating. Um, So I could go on and on. You, You know, if you're anything like me, you've tried all the diets, right? So that's one path. And what you might have discovered is that like you just couldn't stick to the diet. And you might have spent many years trying to adhere to the diet and falling off track until finally you just like gave in and went this other path. So path two is this path that I'm talking about today, which is you might have tried to reject diet culture, which comes from intuitive eating. And, you know, I've done other lives about how intuitive eating is bad advice for people who suffer from binge eating. But today, you know, I wanna talk about this idea of rejecting diet culture and why you should stop rejecting diet culture and start doing what I'm gonna talk about later in the video in this live. So, you know, the problem with rejecting diet culture, and you know, you may or may not have seen this in your own life, is that when you reject diet culture, it then can have the the following potential consequences. Number one, you may have found yourself actually... Um, you know, continuing to overeat to the point where you're actually gaining and gaining and gaining weight. You might have started to feel like you're getting more and more external criteria. So the key word here being external criteria. So you are it's like you're accumulating more and more external criteria about how you should or shouldn't be in relationship to food, in relationship to your body. And you might start to feel a sense of like resentment towards it. Um, like, okay, well, why can't I be a person who releases weight or loses weight? As is colloquial colloquially used. Um, and so you might be you might find yourself, you know, wanting to reject diet culture, but feeling a sense of conflict because you're like, okay, hey, well, why can't I, <laughs> you know, lose weight and feel free? And so that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. And here's the thing. All right. It's not a matter of rejecting diet. Diet culture. It's a matter of seeing yourself from an entirely new perspective as an eater. And so, how do you do that? You know, because I know that for me, when I was binge eating, I would, I felt like it was always either or. I felt like, you know, either I was just controlling to the t everything i was eating tracking every single bite or i was binging and i felt like there was no in between i felt like i just couldn't find that balance and i think that that is really what we want when you know we really want to be able to have that middle ground It doesn't feel available because, you know, and I'm raising my hand here for, you know, decades, for 25 years, I struggled to find that middle ground. And to go through all that time, you know, trying all these different things and not coming to that middle ground, it seemed like, okay, well, maybe that is just not available to me. And so I felt a sense of like hopelessness for a long time, you know, and just, uh, it felt like this pie in the sky thing. Like that is not a real thing. Like you can't really be free. You can't really have peace and freedom with food. So I've been there. I totally get that. So how do you do this? How do you not, you know, restrict and control every single bite or completely binge. Like, what is that third way? What is that third option? And so it's not a matter of rejecting diet culture, but it's a matter of seeing yourself from an entirely new perspective. And so how do we do that? We completely craft and reprogram ourselves as an eater. And you might be thinking now, okay, well, that's a lot of work. You know, I've spent my entire life (laughs) uh, reprogramming the identity I have now. So, you know, that that's hard. Like, that's going to be hard. That's going to take me how many more years? And then I'm going to be dead and in the ground. So what does it matter anyway, right? (laughs) And I totally get that as well, right? So let me ask you this. Well, actually, let me give you a new perspective about uh, of how to look at this, which is a smoker, you know, so identity in for the purposes of this topic is really it's self-image, right? It's just in, you know, psychological terms, self-image, the way that you see yourself. And I like to use the, um, the example of a smoker because it's just something that everybody can understand. And everybody knows the idea of like being a smoker or being a non-smoker. You know, smokers smoke, non-smokers don't smoke. And so we do what we are and we see ourselves through that lens. Now that you can probably understand. So let me ask you, you know, have you ever heard of someone quitting cold turkey? I'm sure you have. I've heard of this. And in fact, um, my dad, you know, my dad is an example, a real life example of he quit cold turkey. And so, and okay, and let me put it to you a different way. Oh, hi, Maddie. Thanks for saying hello. (laughs) And good to see you here. So let me put it to you this way. For all my non-smokers out there, you know, would you... Would you Did you get up this morning and debate whether or not you were going to have a cigarette? Probably not, because you don't see yourself as a smoker. Now, I gave you the example of quitting cold turkey. For all intents and purposes, a person who quits cold turkey and never smokes again, they changed their identity boom, in an instant. Why? Well, there's so many different reasons why someone makes that um, behavioral change on a dime like that, but I only gave you that example to show you that what if it's possible that changing our identity is easy? Like, what if there's just another way of looking at it? What if you had, you know, just the path laid out in simple steps in front of you, that you could just follow that path and change your identity. And what's more important to you? The idea, like clinging to to the idea that changing your identity is hard? Or freedom? Peace? You know, potentially, if it's advised for you and it's something you desire, releasing excess weight. And it's possible. You know, it's something that has happened in my life, 25 years of binging, and I was done in an instant. Um, it's happened for clients that I've worked with, you know, and so... You know, it's really up to you whether or not you want to choose to commit to the possibility or the limitation. That is always a choice that you have. Um, we all have. It's a, pos- it's a choice that we all have to make. So let me see. Now this was a little bit of an impromptu and I'm not, um, so it's, it's less scripted and it's a little bit more outside of my comfort zone because I always, usually with these lives, I do go in with a, a more um, heavy outline, you know, <laughs> at the very least. So where I think I want to go next is to just talk about, like, what is the first step? Because I think when... I talk about reprogramming your identity. I think, you know, it can feel like this massive overwhelming thing. But what I want you to start to notice is that you are literally programming your identity right now. Right now, as you're listening to my words, you are either saying, Oh yeah, that makes sense to me. Or no, that doesn't make sense. Or, You know, there's some there's some type of dialogue that's going on in your head right now as you're listening to me speak. Notice that you are literally programming yourself right in this moment. And so another choice that you have is you can program yourself to stay the same or you can program yourself a different way. And we all have that choice available to us in any given moment all the time. So now there, I see, there's a couple people here watching right now. And if anything is making sense or not making sense, please leave comments. Because what I noticed is that when I did this over on Instagram, somebody left a comment that made, that then prompted me when I saw it to go back and further explain a little bit deeper. So it's nice to have that back and forth dialogue as well. So here's the. Um, step that I want to give you. I want to give you just a simple, tangible step that you can literally start using today to start reprogramming yourself about eating right now. All right. And it's so simple that a lot of people are probably not going to do it. Right. Um, And so what I want to do is just offer this for the people who are ready to change and who are going to take this action. And it's just to take control of your self-talk. The words that you are saying, the words that you speak to yourself, which for some of, you know, not everybody's aware that you're always speaking to yourself. So for some of you, this is going to be, you know, an aha moment of just like, oh, wow, like I am constantly talking to myself all day, every day. Um, just your thoughts, you know, all the thoughts that you're having all day, every day, which we have thousands upon thousands of them, those, that's your self-talk and psychology research on psychology has shown that a large, large percentage of our thoughts upwards of 60 something percent of our thoughts are actually not new thoughts, they're actually on repeat, like a broken record player. So when you consider that most of your thoughts are on repeat, it would serve you to make sure that those that those are thoughts that you want to be programming yourself with, right? And so the most, the simplest, most basic way, and you could start today, literally right now, as you're watching this video, to reprogram yourself as an eater is to just simply change your self-talk. So let me give you an example. And I'll give you an example from my own life, all right, because I got plenty of fodder. (laughs) Twenty, Like I said, 25 years um, is how long that I was binge eating and struggling with food. And I used to say to myself, I used to literally tell myself, I would be binge eating or overeating, you know, emotionally eating, and I would literally be telling myself, I am out of control. I feel out of control. I can't stop. This is so good. You know, I can't stop eating this. I was, I would literally be telling myself that while I was eating. So imagine, you know, what the programming was as I was sitting there telling myself that while I was eating. So I was like reinforcing it on every level. And so... You might be thinking now, okay, well, but that's if that's what's happening, you know, and one of the biggest mistakes that we can make, and you know, this is this is something that's programmed into our society as a whole, is that we work backwards. We don't realize that we actually okay, so let me explain this in a different way one of the things that we try to do when we want to create change is we immediately start trying to do things differently and i've done this myself so like for example january 1st is coming right and we'll make our new year's resolutions and we'll say okay this is the year i'm going to change everything i'm going to change my life you know i'm going to get in shape i'm going to start eating healthy i'm going to you know start you know, cleaning my room every night or whatever it is. And we start focusing on all the things that we need to do to change our life. And we don't realize that it's actually working backwards because it's just a conditioning. It's just the way that we've been taught, you know? And where we really need to start is who am I? Who am I as a person? Like, what is my perspective about myself in relationship to the way that I eat, the way that I work out, you know, how I keep my environment looking? And we have to start there in order to create the doing that needs to happen. So in order to create the behaviors that I want to be doing, I have to first look at like, Who am I? Because, you know, the fact of the matter is like if if something in my life isn't working, it's because I'm the one who made that happen. (laughs) And so if I go and try to change it, well, I'm going to keep getting the same results because I haven't changed me. So as I'm speaking, this is probably starting to sink in why it's so important that we start with our identity. Because until we change who we are on the inside, we're going to keep getting the same pattern. And, you know, if you're like most people, you've probably experienced this trying to do, you know, thing after thing after thing and keep getting the same results over and over again. So the first place that really, you know, where where I start with my clients is your self-talk. That's where I start. And so when you can shift your self-talk and you can really um, take your thoughts and your self-talk captive. And train yourself to think what you do want. Here's another thing that um, I'll mention is that this is simple. It's not necessarily easy, right? Because it's like boomerangs, right? Those thoughts of what we don't want at first, keep coming back like a boomerang over and over and over and over again. So then our work is to just simply keep moving them back to where we want them to be. And that's how you programmed yourself to who you are now. And that's how you program a new way of being. So it's it's really simple, like I said. And I share, this is, what I'm sharing with you now comes from pillar one of the embodiment method. And so what I've been talking about for the last um, few days now is that the doors are open for Eating Mastery. And in Eating Mastery, it's an eight-week program. I take you through all three pillars. And all three pillars contain the steps to see yourself through a new lens. So the first pillar, integrated identity, where you, you learn to see yourself through a new lens as an eater so that you can stop starting, stopping, starting, stopping feeling like you might be making progress for a little while, but then slipping back into old patterns. You can finally stop that and be consistent. Um, Pillar two is aligned eating choices, where I teach you to be satisfied with what's on your plate and be able to make empowering food choices. And then pillar three, mastery of self-control and this is where I teach you how to take control of your cravings so that your cravings no longer control you. And this is from the embodiment method. And my eight week program is called eating mastery, where I teach you the embodiment method so that you can um, break free from binge eating and enjoy eating for life. Because you already know that you're going to be eating forever, right? Until you die. So imagine what life will be like when you no longer have to struggle and, you know, manage and, you know, constantly be thinking about food. And you can just eat, enjoy your food, enjoy your life and focus on what matters to you. So if this sounds something that you're interested in, I invite you to apply to the program. The applications are open. Oh, oh my gosh. I am so happy to hear that, Maddie, um, that it makes sense. I'm praise be when I'm actually making sense, <laughs> especially when I went in without a script. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you so much. So um, applications are open until January 7th for Eating Mastery. Um, spots are limited. And the reason why I'm doing an application is because I want to make sure that, you know, as you know, letting go of your old identity about being an eater, that's, that can be an emotional, vulnerable process. So my intention is to make sure that the space is safe for everyone who is there, and that everyone is committed to this journey. So that's why it's an application process. And if you would like to apply, just drop binge free in the comments and I will get you the link to that application. Thank you so much for catching me on live. And if you're here live and if not, um, say hello, hashtag replay so I can come back and say hello. But I will catch you in another live. Bye me again. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. And if you'd like to be on live with me and ask your questions in real time, then follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Roshandi Yates. The links to both of those will be in the show notes and can't wait to see you there. All right, take care. And I'll catch you on another episode of the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools. Over on Instagram, you can follow me at Rishandi Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode on on another episode. Bye.